0: In New York, call 8778 hope Why or text hope Why. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter at John Stolness. Well, this is our last episode of the offseason before we start to get into our weekly previews, our looks at the enemy uh, with specific team writers and guests. And so on this episode of the podcast, uh, we've got a really big guest to finish up the offseason here. I'm going to talk with Aaron Schatz, who is the creator of DVOA. If you're a football fan, you know Aaron, and you probably follow him uh, online, on Twitter, wherever it is uh, that he's posting stuff, and uh, he's got a new home, we're going to talk to him about that, and about his thoughts on the Eagles and the 2023 season as a whole coming up here in just a few minutes, plus uh, I'm going to give you my final Eagles predictions, uh, their record as far as wins and losses during the course of the season, now that we know what the roster looks like, training camp is out of the way, all that good stuff, Uh, and I'll give you my playoff picks for the NFL this year as well. As uh, playoff uh, 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 division winners, wild cards, um, uh, playoff winners, and of course uh, my Super Bowl pick for this for this year as well. So all that coming up on this edition of Eye on the Enemy. Well, let's get into this uh, regular season here because we've had enough of the fake games. We've had enough of training camp. We're ready to. to Get this 17 game schedule going here and no better person to help me preview the NFL season that's upon us than Aaron Schatz, who's the creator of DVOA, formerly a Football Outsiders. Now he's the chief analytics officer at the FTN Network, just started that gig a couple of weeks ago. And so uh, I'm really happy to have him on and talk some football, talk, get his thoughts on the birds here in just a second. Aaron, thanks for coming on Eye on the Enemy. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready for football. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we are all ready for football. It is. It was a felt like a longer than normal offseason for Eagles fans because, you know, you get to the pinnacle, you really just get to within a couple of minutes of having an opportunity to, to, to win a Super Bowl. You kind of lose it in excruciating fashion. So I know uh, the Eagles, I'm sure the players are itching to get back into it. I know as fans, we're itching for games that are going to matter. And, you know, I think as, among Eagles fans, we look at this roster and we think that this is the best team in the NFL and I'm sure there are arguments to be made for other teams specifically the team that beat them in the Super Bowl but I'm I'm certain that there are others who could stake a claim but from where you sit who do you think has the best roster in the NFL right now
2: Well I think the best roster in the NFL overall is Buffalo hmm. but given the importance of the quarterback position it's hard to go against Kansas City Okay. And if you were to pick every position other than quarterback, you would probably say San Francisco. Assuming Nick Bosa comes out back from his note.
1: OK. All right. So you've got three teams. None of them named the Eagles there. So where would you have the Eagles kind of in the mix here? Oh, very high.
2: Mm-hmm. There are three NFC teams that we and I think everybody else have high above every the rest of the conference. And that's Dallas, San Francisco and Philadelphia. So Philadelphia is a very strong team overall. I mean, we have them fifth in Super Bowl odds. So, you know, it's not like we don't think that they're strong, but you know, if you were to, you know, put the pins on me and tell me which pick a roster, you know, <laughs> I I'd, I'd go with Buffalo a little bit over them.
1: Sure. No, that's interesting. And and I I'm going to give my my Super Bowl prediction a little bit later on in the show, but you're helping me feel a lot better about it. Um with uh with with your Conversation about Buffalo. So, where do, you, as far as the teams in the in the NFC, I see the Eagles, and I I hope I'm not being a homer when I say this, as as having an edge over the 49ers and Cowboys when you factor in the quarterback. And I think the quarterback is obviously such an important position. But I wonder if sometimes do we overvalue how how much of a difference a quarterback makes when we're talking about an entire roster here you look at the 49ers they have brock purdy who absolutely played well above expectations uh, with being the last pick in the draft and coming in as a third string rookie and doing what he did and you've got dallas with dak prescott and i know there are other teams in the nfc that have some maybe some emerging quarterbacks that you could look and you could say hey those guys are on a trajectory here so how important is the quarterback when you're looking at ranking teams in, in terms of, uh, in, in, terms of their ability to, to, to win, to win ball games.
2: Oh, it's very important. I mean, uh, Brian Burke from ESPN once told me it's almost like football is a cross between an individual sport and a team sport because the quarterback is so important. San Francisco is sort of its, it's own case, right? Like the way that the Kyle Shanahan offense works and the amount of other talent that they have, can make an average quarterback look much better than he is for most teams. That quarterback position is preeminent. So, you know, what I'm going to tell you that you don't want to hear is I happen to be a very big Dak Prescott believer. And Mm -hmm. I think Dak Prescott is, I don't think that there's any reason to believe that Dak Prescott is any worse than Jalen hurts. I think that those two teams are, that's the two best quarterbacks right now in the NFC and but it's not like it's like Hurts is way over Prescott, you know, despite the rushing value that Hurts brings. So, um, you know, we we have Dallas as our number one team in our win projections this year, very wow. slightly ahead of San Francisco. They've just been very consistently good on offense and defense over the last couple of years, whereas the Eagles sort of jumped up last year, especially Mm -hmm. on defense, by the way. And that sort of suggests that they might regress a little bit this year. And that's why we have the Eagles third in the NFC. But it's not insane to have them first. Like, I wouldn't say you're a homer for (laughs) suggesting that the team that won the conference last year could win it again. That's not a homer position. Mm -hmm. I just have another team ahead of
1: them. Sure, and and I, and I think that's obviously defensible because, and you do look at the history of teams in the NFC that lose a Super Bowl. They oftentimes re- very rarely get back to that point where they're able to do that. And so it seems it seems understandable that it's not a lock that the Eagles are going to get back to the Super Bowl. I think in Philadelphia, we're kind of looking at it that way. And I think in actually in Philadelphia, you talk about Dak Prescott. I think Cowboys fans are harder on Dak than Eagles fans are. That's I think probably most- true. Yeah, I mean, as an Eagles fan, Dak usually plays really well against us in one of the two games, and and I... He, he saves his best for Philadelphia and just about every injured, year. And he's
2: injured in the other
1: game. That's it too. So I think, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's the 49ers or the Cowboys who will ultimately be um, the, the Eagles' biggest nemesis here in, in 2023. And, and there are some other teams in the NFC that are, that are worth yeah. talking about. So li- outside of those big three, who do you like? Well, the likelihood is is that there will be
2: four really good teams in the NFC. San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia, and a team that we don't know yet. Yep. Some team among all the other teams will jump up and be particularly good. Now, when it comes to wins, I like New Orleans and Atlanta mm. because of the schedule mm-hmm. is so easy. The difference in projected schedule strength for New Orleans and Atlanta compared to the rest of the league is really large. <laughs>
1: mm,
2: yeah. But I don't think those are going to be particularly good teams. Okay. overall like i i think they're going to be average teams with easy schedules i mean i know it's it's such a like bandwagon jumping it feels like but uh, the fourth best team in the nfc feels like it's the detroit Lions. yeah like i think they'll regress a little bit on offense but their defense should improve right they yeah. have a easy schedule they're in an easy division i mean the other one i'd look for is green bay i think green bay's offense is a big question mark but it could be be very good if love is good and we don't know if love is good but yeah you know he does have experience he was a first round pick for a reason and their defense should be better this year and their schedule is not as easy as atlanta and new orleans but it's the third easiest schedule in the league but you can see i keep talking about schedule strength here because these teams don't look like the actual quality of the teams Mm -hmm. is going to be as good as that top three in the nfc whereas the afc You have teams that are better than Detroit or Green Bay that are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like there's no way that Baltimore and Cleveland and Miami and the Jets and the Chargers are all going to make the playoffs. They can't.
0: Yeah.
1: No, that's true. And I to, I'm going to jump over to the AFC in just a second because I think it's a fascinating conference. And, you know, we're going to get the Eagles are going to get a lot of AFC East teams come to uh, on their schedule this year. And we've got the Bills and the Dolphins coming to Philadelphia uh, during the course of the season. And just the quarterback play in the AFC is off the charts. It's I mean it's so much better than than what we're going to see in the NFC here this um, this coming season. But just with, with I did want to ask you one NFC quarterback question. And and so much of the hype in the NFC around Justin Fields is growing and growing. And a lot of people are looking at the Bears as a as a potential surprise team here in the NFC simply because people are expecting a big improvement from from Fields. What do you think about Fields? And are there any other quarterbacks and teams in the NFC that you think have an opportunity to take a big step up?
2: I don't think people understand how much improvement it would take from fields for him to be average. Mm -hmm. Like he, it's not that he won't improve because he, he will improve this year and he's got a better situation and he's got DJ more and that's great. Could he improve dramatically? Sure. It's the NFL. Anything's possible. Like the raw talent is there. Yeah. He was very bad very (laughs) bad as a passer in his first two years he was worse in the second year than he was in the first year he takes so many sacks and that absolutely matters like the rushing ability is there but uh he had a passing dvoa of something like minus 28 in the first year and minus 35 in the second year that is not replacement level that is like really low that is like bottom of the league zach wilson level low yeah Will he be better than that this year? Almost assuredly. But can he jump from minus 35 to like plus 10 to be mm-hmm. like Jalen Hurts? Yeah. That is really unlikely.
1: Yeah. I think that's a fair point. And you're right. People don't they like to Justin Fields is a shiny object, you know, and he's 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 very he can be dangerous when he's when people he's running keep the talking
2: about Jalen Hurts took a big jump and Lamar yeah. Jackson took a big jump. And look at all of these mobile quarterbacks who took a big jump. And Josh Allen took a big picture. Those guys in the year before they took a lead, were much better than what mm. Fields was last year as passers, much better. And also the Chicago
1: defense is lousy. too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's two sides of the ball. We often don't we often don't like to talk about that. So, um let's look at the AFC for a second because, I'm sitting here and I think you mentioned schedule as one of the reasons why you have maybe New Orleans or Atlanta moving up in terms of like the conference rankings. I had, I have feel the same way about the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars were kind of a surprise team last year. But you look at the AFC East and the the gauntlet that that division is going to be, and you, and even in the AFC North, the AFC West. I see the AFC South as a, as like a one team division, and and the Jaguars just having the ability to pile up wins against some really inferior opponents. I could see them as like number two in the conference this year. What's your take on on kind of the hierarchy there? Yes. good moving on uh (laughs) i would like to agree with everything you just said without adding anything okay that's that's perfectly good so um so do you have um as far as like chiefs bengals bills you know that seems to be the the big three the triumvirate and big three quarterbacks in in the afc what order do you have them in this year
2: uh we have uh the bills as the best team Mm mm-hmm But Kansas City with the most average wins, although that does not yet incorporate the Chris Jones holdout. Mm -hmm. So once we incorporate Chris Jones, if we assume he holds it out for half the year, then Buffalo would go ahead of Kansas City. Now, Cincinnati is interesting. We have Cincinnati ahead of Cleveland in DVOA, but behind them in wins because Mm. Cleveland has an easier schedule. And we really like Cleveland this year. And we think it's going to be neck and neck. In fact, that whole AFC North, that is the best division in football. Hmm. In our simulations, all four teams in the AFC North average
1: a winning record. Wow. So what is it about Cleveland that you expect a big jump? Do you just Deshaun Watson being comfortable for another year? I mean, what what is it about Cleveland that that you really like? So
2: it's a sample size issue. So you have six games last year of Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson being bad. Yeah. But you have a whole career before that of Deshaun Watson being good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you have two and a half years of Kevin Stefanski running a good offense in Cleveland with quarterbacks who were not as good as Deshaun Watson. So just like your knowledge of history suggests that that six games was a fluke and that this will be a good offense this year. And there are also many reasons to believe their defense will improve added talent mm-hmm. and some sort of you know statistical trends and things. So we think that Cleveland's going to be on the cusp of the top 10 on both sides of the ball. Now, I mean, could be, we be wrong? First of all, it's the NFL. You always could be wrong. You never know about injuries. And of course, Watson is a big question mark. Like, I mean, maybe he just lost it over that year and a half that he didn't play. And then Cleveland will not be good. But I think that what we know from history suggests that Cleveland will be good.
1: Very interesting. I mean, they're a team that I'm just—it's—it's it's kind of put out of my mind. But now you've now they're on my radar. Uh, that's good information. And we forget about Deshaun Watson, how good he was. Uh, you're right. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL before he before he was uh, suspended. So we're talking about the great teams. We're talking about the top teams here, and and obviously those are the teams that we're going to be. Those are the teams, the games we want to watch with these marquee teams. But I'm fascinated in the race to the bottom here a little bit uh, in the NFL. And I think, you know, as, as an Eagles fan, Jonathan Gannon did not leave on good terms in, in Philadelphia. He's despised by most of the fan base, rightly or wrongly. I, th- I think it's mostly rightly he wasn't all bad, but he's the Cardinals problem now and watching what the Cardinals have done this off season. Um, but there are also going to be some teams that are, that are truly terrible and in terms of your race to the bottom, who do you have as the bottom feeders, the bottom of the bottom feeders in the NFL this year?
2: Well, uh, our projections in the book, the preseason book that people know, the FTN Football Almanac, available still at ftnfantasy.com and on yeah. Amazon, uh, those projections did not have Arizona last. Okay. But if I, when, I, when I do new projections next week, which will be posted at my new home at ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA, my guess is that changing the quarterback to Joshua Dobbs Will make it uh, Arizona the last place team. Mm-hmm. That being said, their number at the markets is so low right now. <laughs> I read somewhere they have the lowest over under since the expansion of 1995. Wow. Since the Jaguars and the Panthers in 1995. I think it's at three and a half in some places. I think they will go over that.
1: It would be. Hard not to go over three and a half. It would be
2: really hard not to go over three and a half. (laughs) And other places, it might be four and a half. I think they'll probably go over that too. I would not be surprised if Arizona did not earn the number one pick themselves. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if Arizona earned the number one pick from Houston
1: Mm -hmm. instead
2: of from themselves. Okay. But I mean, overall, in the book, we ended up with a 25% chance of Arizona having the number one pick either way. Okay. And that's going to be higher now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know, if Jonathan Gannon survives the first year, at least he'll have some some early round picks that he can play around with. Uh, next, uh, uh, it's next a really spring.
2: interesting question about: Do they trade Murray and deal with some kind of cap hit, mm-hmm. and then draft Caleb Williams, yeah. or do they? Does Murray come back this year and play well, and they're like, okay, we we can stick with this guy, and then they use the two picks on, let's say, Mar, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jared Verse. Yeah, that'd be pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, that would be I mean, that was kind of the issue with uh, with Jalen Hurts uh, going into last year is like it was kind of a make or break season, you know, because you've got those two first round picks. It's an opportunity like the the best case scenario was Hurts balling out and then you can build the team around him rather than spend all that capital on a quarterback Reporting
2: from Arizona Mm -hmm. suggests if you believe in beat reporters, that they are not holding Murray out for the whole year and that Murray will be back at mid year, which is a good reason to believe they're going to go over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because
2: okay. they've got to figure out they do have to see a few games of him and decide if they're going to chuck him for a number one pick or if
1: they're going to keep him and trade down and try to build as much around him as possible. Gotcha. So last thing for you, and I, I don't know if you got if you have a Super Bowl prediction out there, if if you make something that formalized or anything like that. But um, if you do have a formal Super Bowl prediction or if you are going to hold off on that or whatever, I'm going to ask that and just throw that out there if you have one and you'd like to share it. Please feel free.
2: My Super Bowl prediction is the Chris Berman special <laughs> Buffalo Bills against the San Francisco 49ers. That is my Super Bowl prediction for this year.
1: Well, folks make sure, I mean, Aaron just uh, gave you the, the all the websites and all that stuff to check out for all of his new work over at the FTN network, but uh, just, uh, just duplicate your efforts there, Aaron. Again, where can people find all your, all your stuff now?
2: Yeah. My new home is ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA. You can find the book still at ftnfantasy.com. If you buy the PDF, obviously, you download that immediately. Read it before the season starts. It's 450 pages of season previews with advanced Uh stats, fantasy football projections, and our usual witty writing about all 32 teams. And uh, I'll be there all year. If you want uh, all the splits and all the in-depth stats from DVOA, you want to get a stats plus subscription at ftnfantasy.com. But if you get a fantasy subscription from them, you'll also get all my stats. And that, that's my new home, ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA.
1: Well, I know we use DVOA religiously um, here in, uh, as for all of us who do football writing and podcasting and all that stuff. It's just tremendous stuff. And, Aaron, I'm glad you found a new home. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to reading your work and uh, seeing all of your work during the course of this season. And thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me here on Eye on the Enemy. I really appreciate it.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, man.
3: When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast.
1: Well, now that the preseason is over and we are a week away, a little over a week away from the NFL season getting underway or the Eagles season getting underway, the NFL season is going to get underway less less than a week from now. So uh, we will soon have NFL football in our eyes and earballs uh very very soon friends and the eagles schedule will begin on sunday september 10th uh, when they go into new england to take on the patriots i know there are a lot of people worried about this game because it's a tom brady homecoming they're going to retire his number they're going to have a whole celebration the fans will certainly be fired up many of the players who played with tom will certainly be fired up but i had a conversation with jody mcdonald and john McMullen on birds 365 about that this week and i'm just not all that worried about it I I think what we're going to have to watch out for is for the Eagles to withstand the initial wave. There's going to be an emotional wave that comes... Early in the first quarter, maybe it takes the maybe it takes the 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 Patriots until midway through the first quarter, and then I think that dissipates, and eventually talent wins out in those situations. We saw it in the NFC Championship game back in 2002, uh, when the Eagles had all that momentum in the final game ever at Veterans Stadium. Deuce Staley runs to, uh, runs in for a touchdown after the Brian Mitchell kickoff return, and it just felt like there was no way the Eagles were going to lose that game. But at the end of the day, the the Buccaneers just kind of waited that out. They, withheld the, they you know held up to the storm, and they eventually won that game. And I think that's kind of what we're going to look at in Week 1 against the Patriots. So I have the Eagles winning that game to go to 1-0. And oh. and week 2 against the Vikings, it's on a short week, but the Eagles will have the advantage here because it will be at home. This is going to be an Amazon Prime game, Thursday night, 8-15. The home opener at Lincoln Financial Field against a Vikings team that... We don't really know exactly what they're going to look like. You know, we we talked to the Vikings writer uh, earlier, a couple weeks ago, about what laid ahead for Minnesota this season, and it's pretty uncertain. It's probably Kirk Cousins' last go at a deep playoff run with this team, but they were lucky last year. And we all know that the Vikings were lucky last year with all of those uh, uh, one possession, less uh, touch, seven points or less victories, one possession victories that they went undefeated last year. So uh, I, I think the Vikings are going to take a step back, and I don't think that they will be favored. I think the Eagles are going to be like a six- or seven-point favorite coming into that game uh, on Thursday Night Football at home. And I think the Eagles win that to move to 2-0. <laughs> The Eagles are going to then go into Tampa Bay to play a Buccaneers team on Monday Night Football. They're going to have extra rest, and they're going to go up against Baker Mayfield, who stinks. I cannot wait for this defensive line to go after uh, to go after Baker Mayfield, and that could be a slaughter in Tampa. And I have the Eagles moving to 3-0 after destroying the Buccaneers in Week 3. Week 4, the Eagles come home and take on the Commanders. Now, Washington plays the Eagles tough, and usually Washington wins one of these games every year. They're they're really pesky that way. I don't think it's going to be this Sunday afternoon 1 o'clock game at home. I think the Eagles will run their record to 4-0 and following a victory over the Commanders. And then I think they're going to go into uh, Los Angeles. They're still the L.A. Rams, right? Yeah, I think that's right. And they're going to go into L.A. Uh, and take down a Rams team that appears to be rebuilding at this point uh 405 start uh, on Fox for week five I think they go into LA and take care of the Rams to run their record to 5 and0 I think this is a pretty very fr- a friendly schedule for the first month plus of the 2023 season but then it starts to get a little bit more difficult. I think week six is where they run into their first L of the season. Uh, when they go into New York to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, the Jets' defense is no joke. Uh, you're going into an out-of-conference opponent's home field. That's a tough place to play. Uh, I think the Jets are going to be much, much better this year, and I think that'll be the Eagles' first loss of the season, so I have them falling to 5-1 and one after losing to the Jets in New York. Sunday night football. At home against the Dolphins, the Eagles are going to be wearing the Kelly Greens that day. One of the uh, two opportunities the Eagles are going to have to wear the Kelly greens this season, and there's no way they're losing to the Dolphins on Sunday night football in the Kelly greens. They're going to run their record to six and one against a very good Dolphins team. Uh, and then I think here's the loss coming to the Commanders. In Week 8 in Washington, I think they'll find a way to lose <laughs> to the Commanders in D.C., and they will fall to 6-2 and two on the season. And then in the final game before the bye, uh, the Eagles will host the Dallas Cowboys, and I think they'll they'll beat Dallas at home before the bye to run their record to 7-2 and two through nine weeks of the season. And their bye comes right in the middle of the season. I think it's a pretty good... Situation for the Eagles to have their bye in, Uh, and so this is a good spot. They get the first half underway. They go seven and two, uh, and then they come back out after their bye week, and they have to go into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Now the Eagles benefit here by having an extra week to prepare for Kansas City. I do think, however, that going into Kansas City and taking on the Chiefs is a tall order on Monday Night Football. So I have this as a loss. Um but I wouldn't I, I wouldn't I, I think the Eagles in this next Four, in these next four games where they have they're in Kansas City they host the Bills they host the 49ers and then they are in Dallas to take on the Cowboys I think they're going to split these four games so you can figure this out however you want I think they're going to go two and two in weeks 11 through 14 because it's a it's a real tough stretch of games so I say they lose in Kansas City on Monday Night Football to fall to 7-3 and three. I think they come home again in the Kelly Greens and take on the Buffalo Bills in what should be a phenomenal game at Lincoln Financial Field that's a CBS game at I think they beat the Bills uh, in week 12. I think they welcome the 49ers in week 13. And there's no way they're losing to San Francisco at Lincoln Financial Field in a Sunday late afternoon game on Fox Eagles beat the Niners run their record to nine and three. And then I think there's going to be a little bit, I don't know if it's a letdown, but that's a, that is a tough road to hoe. I think the Eagles have a lot of trouble playing in Dallas. I would love for this to be the year when they are finally able to break the schneid. The Eagles have not won in Dallas since 2017. And it doesn't. I don't think this is the year they do it. I know in my bold predictions piece for Bleeding Green Nation, I said they would sweep the division. In reality, I have them losing two games inside the division, but I have them falling to the Cowboys here in Week 14 in Dallas to fall to nine and four on the season. And then I have them finishing up the season with four straight wins. I think they go into Seattle uh, for a Sunday afternoon game to go to ten and four on the season. Uh, They'll host the Giants in Week 16 on Monday Night Football, and they'll win that game to move to 11 and four. They'll host the Cardinals and beat Jonathan Gannon. If he's still the head coach by that point, this man is one and done, friends. I'm guaranteeing it. And they're going to run the record to 12 and four after smashing the Cardinals. And then they have to go into New York to take on the Giants. That could be a tough game. Usually going into New York and taking on the Giants is a little bit of a tough game. Who knows if this game is going to mean anything for the Eagles or the Giants at this point. My guess is it'll mean more for the Giants than the Eagles, but maybe not. That's what we thought last year, and the Eagles absolutely needed that final win of the season uh, in Week 18. And I think the Eagles will beat the Giants in New York and finish the season with a 13-4 and record. Now, on to my NFL picks. All right, here's how the NFC is going to stack up. I'm not going to do wins and losses for all the teams and all the divisions and all that stuff because, you, you know, you don't really care what I, what record I think the Buccaneers are going to have. Right. So here are the NFC standings. I think the Eagles will get the first round by once again, this year, they are the cream of the crop and I see no reason not to pick them uh, to finish atop the NFC standings. Again, I've got the 49ers as the two seed once again, followed by the Detroit lions, the NFC North winners in the three spot. And I think the Atlanta Falcons will come out of the NFC South and be the number four team in the conference, followed by the Dallas Cowboys as the top wildcard team. Once again at in the number five, spot I have the New York Giants taking the second wild card in the number six spot and I think the Green Bay Packers with Jordan Love get back into the playoffs I was torn between them and Justin Fields and the Bears but I think uh, the Packers have a little bit more going for them so I'll take the Packers uh, as the last NFC team in so in the wild card round I've got the 49ers over the Packers I've got the Lions over the Giants and I've got the Cowboys over the Falcons so Going chalk there in the wild card round. In the divisional round, Eagles, Cowboys. Do you really think I'm picking the Cowboys to beat the Eagles in the divisional round of the playoffs? No, sir. Eagles over the Cowboys in the divisional round at Lincoln Financial Field. And then 49ers versus Lions. Man, would I love to pick the Lions to win this game in San Francisco? Man, would I love to do that? Can't do it. 49ers over the Lions in the divisional round, which sets up an NFC championship game rematch between the Eagles and the 49ers at Lincoln Financial Field. Oh, fingers crossed they're able to keep all their quarterbacks healthy for this game. Won't matter. Eagles over the 49ers in the NFC championship. Once again, the Eagles reaching the Super Bowl. I know the odds are stacked against them in terms of history in the NFC. NFC teams that lose the Super Bowl never get back there again the following year. I, I think Jalen Hurts negates all of that nonsense. And the Eagles roster is so good. And this is not a team that appears to have taken a body blow by losing the Super Bowl. They look good. This team just looks good. And they're going to win a lot of football games this year. Now, crazy stuff can happen in the playoffs. But if you're asking me, you know, looking at rosters, looking at the way the schedule plays out, who their opponents could be, I see no reason not to have the Eagles back in the Super Bowl once again. If If I was going to pick somebody else, it would only be because... Well, they probably won't repeat. And that's not a good enough reason for me. AFC standings. I have the Chiefs as the one seed. Again, I was going to go in a different direction, but I'll tell you why in a second. Because I have the Jacksonville Jaguars as the number two seed in the AFC. I'll explain that in a second. I have the Bengals at three and the Bills at four, followed by the Jets as the top AFC wildcard team, the Chargers as the number two wildcard team, and the Dolphins as the third wildcard team in the mix. Now, the reason I have the Jaguars at number two is because I look at the central and I think the Ravens are going to be tough. I think the Steelers are going to be better. I think the Bengals have some a, a tougher schedule ahead of them with the teams in their own division. And the AFC East is a murderer's row this year. I think it's going to be real tight between the Bills and the Jets and the Dolphins. I think those teams could finish with very similar records to the point that I don't think, even though I think the Bills and the Bengals are probably better than the Jaguars, I think the Jaguars have an easier path to a better record because they've got, you know, they got the Titans and they've got the Colts and they've got the Texans in their in their division. I think I think the Jaguars are going to pile up wins against those easy teams and end up with the second best record in the AFC. So that's why I have the Jaguars at number 2 even though I think the Bengals and Bills are better. I think the Jaguars will finish with a better record and finish with the number 2 spot followed by the Bengals and Bills, Jets, Chargers, Dolphins. In the wild card round, I've got the Dolphins upsetting the Jaguars. In the first round of the playoffs, and see, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I even think the Dolphins are probably a little bit better than the Jags, even though they'll finish as the as the last team into the wild card race. Uh, so I'm picking a big upset there, Dolphins over the number two seed Jaguars. Uh, I've got the Bengals over the Chargers and the Bills over Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, which takes us to the divisional round. I've got the Chiefs over the Dolphins in the first AFC divisional round matchup. And then I've got the Bills over the Bengals in a classic matchup uh, between two AFC rivals, two great quarterbacks. I think this is the year that the Bills beat the Bengals and make it to the AFC championship game. And then in the AFC championship game, I'm gonna take the Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's time the Bills did it. Now, I know Allen is a much more volatile quarterback than Mahomes, but I don't know. I think... Yes, the smart money is on the Chiefs to get back there, kind of like the smart money is on the Eagles to get back there. But the Bills are due. Really feel like the Bills are due to win this game, to win this type of game for for Josh Allen to get into the Super Bowl. And so I have the Bills over the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game setting up an Eagles versus Bills Super Bowl. And then I've got... Am I going to pick the Bills to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl? No, sir. Not doing it. Eagles win the Super Bowl by taking care of the Buffalo Bills and the Eagles host their second parade down Broad Street. This is not overly optimistic. This is totally within the realm of possibility, not even the realm of possibility. It is fully within the scope of probability that the Eagles will win the Super Bowl this year. They got there last year. You can argue they should have won it last year, were it not for Jonathan Gannon having already taken the job with the Arizona Cardinals and being distracted the whole week leading up to the Super Bowl. If not for the slippery field, which totally negated the Eagles' pass rush, were it not for the referee calling a holding call that he hadn't called all game long, preventing the Eagles with it from a chance to go down and tie the score with under two minutes left, or with a little, uh, with, uh, I'm getting upset again. I I shouldn't get upset again. The Eagles will win the Super Bowl to make up for all of that this year and take care of the Buffalo Bills uh, to do it and get another parade down Broad Street. All right, that's going to do it, everybody, for this edition of Eye on the Enemy. It has been a great offseason, talking with some of the national experts, talking with some of the the, the folks who follow these uh, these teams in the NFC, the Eagles are going to be battling it out with. But now we are into it, and we're going to be giving you a weekly Eye on the Enemy, taking a look at each opponent every week as it comes around. And so next week, we will uh, take a deep dive into the New England Patriots ahead of their Week 1 matchup against New England. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will talk to you next time. Right here on Eye on the Enemy. B G N.